I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcast and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me in this journey that I'm on. Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Shining Light with Nicole, where we are keeping your 24 golden. On today's episode, we have part two with April Packer as she shares all about derailing disappointment. So if you have not listened to part one, I want you to pause this episode and go back and then meet me right back here for part two. Thanks for tuning in. And this is season five. April, I just love, love, love your story. And there's so much to your story. I mean, even what you shared with us today, it just, I mean, there were so many powerful nuggets in there about even through that disappointing season that you were in, God showed up. Yeah. And he showed up so big for you. You know, I I love that. Yeah. He's a good God, big God. He is. He he is so good. Okay, April, because you've been like kind of mentioning your book here and there. So tell everybody just like about your book. Where can we find you online? All of the things. Well, I am so easy to find online because literally if you just type in aprilpacker.com, I will pop up. (laughs) (laughs) I will pop up and you will probably see, of course, some of my social media stuff, but I have a website and it's under aprilpacker.com for my book. People can order it there. Um, support the small business woman. You can get it on Amazon. Amazon does have it. And I know some people just prefer that because of the quick, quick delivery and all of that. So I don't want to stop anyone from getting it, but if you'd like to support the small business woman, you can order it off my website and I will send it to you. So, uh, that's, that's where it's found. Um, but it's real simple and easy to find me, uh, probably within the next coming, a uh, few coming weeks, uh, uh, another website will be popping up because I've got, um, uh, consulting and coaching. Oh, okay. Coaching. Yeah. So that's, that's coming. And so I'm, I'm, I'm about to head out into the vast parts of the earth and, uh, <laughs> give them some deep principles of God, uh, and, uh, really, move some things outside of the four walls. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that, but that's where they can find it. And it is my first book. I'm really, really, really excited. I actually just finished a little uh, study guide that I have along uh, for your book. Yeah, I just oh, yes. study guide uh, that uh, where people can kind of bounce back uh, because how I have it set up, read the chapter first and then go to the study guide and then answer these questions. And so it's just something to just promote even more growth, because a lot of the feedback that I've been getting is how people say that they are experiencing every emotion mm-hmm. now, as a teacher. And I teach 
in the language arts. I teach English and I teach speech communication. So I'm the language person. When people tell me that they can experience emotions, you know, I start doing my happy dance, right? <laughs> because, you know, when I'm right, when I'm reading out of a book, whether it's a student writing a paper or whether it's me reading a book, when I can experience emotion in that, oh, there's just no better place to be in your reading. And so when people are saying that I'm, I'm knowing that God is doing something, that was the whole purpose of writing the book. I just had to be put on front street for it to happen. Um, and it's okay. It's a very, very, a lot of vulnerable stories, such as the one I've shared since we've been on air, but it's a lot of vulnerable stories. I, I, I came into this thinking I was going to talk about actually the title chapter. Sometimes that chapter is just real difficult. And mm -hmm. so I just led it somewhere else. And probably because he didn't want me to be blubbering all over um, the podcast today, uh, because that chapter, you know, uh, my mom passed away in 1992. But I can tell you that a lot of days and this year in particular, and I don't know if it has to do anything with COVID and us being so stuffed in a corner for a year mm. and a little over a year, but some days it just feels like it happened yesterday. Yes. And I think it's the power of grief because grief is a powerful spirit. And, um, and I just, so I just, um, you know, I, I wanted to just share in my book a lot of variating, disappointing places in my life. It's not a girl book. It's not a, a guy book. It's not uh, what I consider even a churchy book or, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. even though I love Jesus, I mentioned scriptures in here. Well, that's my faith and that's what I believe. If people were worshiping Buddha, they would keep referring to him, you know? So it's not about it being uh, a churchy or anything like that. It's just what I stand on and it's going to do what it's going to do, you know? And I... Everybody can relate to disappointment. Yes. And that is what the defining thing. Uh, one of the other things that I get a lot about it is people say, I like the title. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> yeah, I do too. I lived the title. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, li literally, I've lived the title and I, you know, uh, and and still live the title because disappointment is something that is going to come in life. I, you know, had a conversation about a month ago that was extremely disappointing. And it was so funny when I got off the phone, I said, man, that was disappointing. And the first thing I saw in my head was the cover of my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that means it's going to be on me how I walk away from this thing yes. or how I perceive it or how I deal with it. And I immediately just kind of start referring back to just even some of the lessons taught in this book and, and went from there. So, but that's my book and I'm pretty excited about it. And it's uh, an easy read. I did big font because <laughs> I wear reading glasses. So I assume that everybody was like me. <laughs> They struggle with small script. So yes. 
I see. I, I, I just, you know, I, I did that. I, I did it as if how I wanted to receive it if somebody was giving it to me or if it was a book that I was going to buy. So, but that is April, so oh. excited. Yeah. So excited for you. We will absolutely, <clears throat> excuse me, include the link in your website and all of that in the show notes. And so again, I'm just so, so grateful for you. And we have your final two which I, I love these because this podcast is all about Matthew five sixteen and letting your light shine for the Lord. And yeah. God uses our story to just change the world. And so yeah. how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today? I would say that all these uh, pieces, um, I think what they, they did was gave me wisdom. I think I, I gained a block of wisdom along the way. I have learned uh, to not speak quickly, to think uh, before I respond or commit. I definitely learned how to say no. Uh, and I know we all are struggle with that at various places in our lives. Uh, and I think it has developed uh, empathy, compassion, and uh, it's developed connection even more so. My value for relationships with people, I, I value that. I, I know that I'm an extrovert, but even as an extrovert, that doesn't mean that I want to be around people 24 hours a day. But I love the people space. But I do have to have a reprieve to regroup so that I can be my full best with the people. Because when I'm with people, I want to be um, such an asset to them. I want to be available and I want to meet them where they are. So of course I have to have those regroup times so that when I come out before the people and whatever, if I'm teaching, if I'm having a coaching session, if I, whatever I'm doing, I really want to be the best and I want to be available for them. Uh, because one of the things that I've, I've, I've learned is um, it's definitely made me available for people because I know how it feels for people to not be available for you. Oh, yes. And it's it's and that is on varying levels and relationships. It can be family. It can be friends. It can be romantic relationships, uh, spouses. I mean, it's I know how that feels when people are not just there and present for you. Mm -hmm. So I, I it has taught me how to definitely do that and be that for people. And that's why I say that the no comes in because when I can't, let's arrange a time so that I don't overpromise myself. Does that make yes. sense? Mm -hmm. So it, it's, there's a lot of, it's like levels of lessons that you learn <laughs> and big lessons that you learn, but, and remaining true to me, I think it was, Oh gosh, who was it? One of the old philosophers. I can't remember which one now. Be true to thine own self. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which one. I don't know if it was uh, Plato, Aristotle, 
one of the one of the old yeah. philosophers that that may have mentioned this and I may have it completely wrong which one it was but I know that that is one of the quotes from during their time is be true to thine own self and that's that's that is that is so true you know why I say that that is true is because you cannot be something to someone else when you haven't measured a space within yourself of alignment. That's why out of the great commandments, when God says, love your neighbor as yourself, you cannot love someone authentically and godly if you are not in agreement and in alignment with you. Mm. You can't. You, you just can't look in the mirror every day and hate that person and then think you can love everybody that you meet. Wow. It's incongruent. It's, it's not going to come together. And so a lot of times what's going on when people are struggling to love and people are struggling to connect, the problem is standing in the mirror. That, that's where the dynamic is, you know, and of course the first commandment is love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Yes. Well, we, if we skip that and we totally throw God out of it, how in the world are we ever going to find the capacity to be in alignment, even with who we are? Wow. It's so just powerful. Yeah. It's just, you know, you, you so you got to have both of them. Commandment one and two work together. <laughs> love God with all of your heart, mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. All of that is like a big mush ball. You can't you can't choose which one you're going to do. Just you, it's not going to work out. You'll yeah. eventually you'll eventually hate something. One of your neighbors, yourself or God. Wow. April. Oh my goodness. I love you. I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> so, but that, that, that is, you know, but I, it's just a lesson that I've learned. So of course the main thing is loving God because when yes. you love God, you get saturated and all of his gooey goodness. And then what you do is you learn to deal with who you are the good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. There are things definitely I'm still working on within myself, but when I look in the mirror, I'm not looking in the mirror grudgingly. I'm not looking in the mirror, hating the person that I'm looking, that's looking back at me. And because I can reconcile with myself and I can love myself and really attend the things that need to be built, I can also love my neighbor because if I can deal with the flaws in me, guess what? Yep. I can deal with the flaws in you, Nicole. I can deal yes. with the flaws with my neighbor, the lady that lives next door to me. Yeah, the weird one. So I can deal with all of that, you know, if I can reconcile and deal with the issues that I'm still working on in myself and I can love God with everything in me. It, it's just no way to separate them. I've just not seen a way to separate them because there's going to be a dark space somewhere in there and mm -hmm. who knows where it's going to be. 
you know, we all know people that hate God or don't believe in God. Okay. So then if he's out of the picture, then what they're trying to do is work in all of the earthly wisdom to love themselves and love neighbors. It's probably very difficult, but they're doing the best they can without per se a God on their side. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? So if they, they just have to work in tangent. You know, you, 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 you know, you got to pull them all together and they'll work, they'll work together. But I've learned th those are lessons that I've learned yeah. just over the years, just a, just a few of them. So I hope that was helpful. <laughs> that was so helpful. Yes. There were so many nuggets in there. I was trying to do like a quick little recap and I was like, wait, no, I can't. I got to go back and listen to this. <laughs> For real, take, take notes. I've got to that take That is funny. That is so, so, so funny. <laughs> okay, uh, wait. So I have one more, one more question okay, for okay, you really quick. Fine. Because I think you do such an amazing job at just shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom. Have you always been that way? And what can you share with us just to help us and encourage us? Well, I, I think that we honestly are who we are mostly unless there are types of oppressive type spirits that are holding us down. Mm. You know, sometimes we don't live in our, our, because God creates us all differently. Yeah. So number one, my natural personality is, I can't tell you growing up how many times people would nickname me, Hey, sunshine. Hey, sunshine. <laughs> you know, so that's part of my natural personality like to laugh, like to, like to talk and connect with people. I think that once I got into the relationship with the Lord and started maturing in the relationship with the Lord, that it only pushed it to the level of what people see now, you know, but you have to submit to that. Remember now we serve a God that is a complete gentleman in the sense of old school chivalry, <laughs> you know, and I know people are trying to kick that out one way or another and trying to put everybody on the same plane, but, you know, I kind of like the, I like the chivalry of the old way um, yeah. because that's, that's how, that's how God is. He is never going to bully us into doing anything and to being anything. He gives us the revelation of what's best and he sends as much uh, encouragement as he can. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's our choice. So my thing is to allow God to use me fully. So when I drop my guard, because honestly, there are places, especially, Nicole, if I'm tired, if there are places <laughs> where I'm physically tired or I've just talked so much or I've ministered so much, that I just don't really want to say a lot. I really try to not be seen in a room. Yeah. Somehow that doesn't work. Somehow <laughs> I am quite honest. And it just doesn't work. And it's so funny every time I try to do that, you know. And, but I think that he just took my natural personality that he gave me and he put it again on 12. Uh, but it was on 12 infused with his Holy Spirit. Yes. And, and what is the beautiful thing is I'm not trying to be anything extra. That that's, <laughs> it's not even my personality. I'm not trying to be anything extra because to me, 
I don't like things like being embarrassed about something or, you know, being a spectacle. So I just need to always be who I am. So trying to be extra to me, that's like asking for a place of embarrassment, if that makes sense to you. Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's that's not what I'm trying to be. But if I'm doing something for the Lord and I relinquish myself, I never know a lot of times what's going to come out (laughs) or how people are going to perceive it because I've made myself available. And because I've made myself available, sometimes some of the things that come out of my mouth, I don't when I hear it, because sometimes I don't hear it, but when I hear it and I go, did I say that? But I know it's just a prompting of the Holy Spirit or somebody will come back and tell me, you said this and it changed my life. And mm-hmm. I go, great. And I go, I don't remember saying that to myself. I'm like, I don't yeah. saying that. Uh, but I know that it's because I've made myself available to the Lord and he is just using it uh, to, to its fullest potential, um, really to assist whomever that audience is at that time, whether I'm one-on-one, whether I'm with the group, just whatever the opportunity that he has afforded. And I, I think that to answer your question thoroughly, all my life, I've been that personality, just that mm-hmm. personality. My dad will, he used to tell me when I was in high school, uh, uh, we, the place that we live in Mississippi is right next to uh, a larger town that's more known by the world called Mobile, Alabama. And uh, so I lived really close to that. And he was over there at the mall with uh, my mom, I think one time, and he came back home and he said, is there anywhere that I can go? that someone doesn't know you. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? He said, so your mother and I were at the mall and we run into one of your uh, uh, friends. I don't know if it was a classmate or whatever. And he just walked up and said, you're April Packer's dad, aren't you? <laughs> he said, where is it that I can go where people don't know you? And I said, I'm sorry. I said, it's just this little personality that y'all gave me. (laughs) And he just laughed it off. But that's pretty much been me all my life. And, And because of that, I am very conscious of when I'm not in my best place of being mindful of what I say and what I do. And that's a, a, you saw what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's a big screen moment. And when I am not in my best place, I have learned, and I haven't always been that way, Nicole. I had to mature into that. In my twenties, I struggled with that. Um, And it, it, embarrassment will come along with that or just open mouth, insert foot. So Mm -hmm. I had to mature into that space. But when I matured into it, because you have to understand, I have a gift of communication. I'm a communications professor. This is what I teach. So with that gift, that thing could go really bad (laughs) or it could go really, really well. So really had to be attentive to that as I was maturing and honing the gifting and the anointing of God on my life. I just had to be attentive to that. And I, I, I'm still that way. I'm still very attentive. I, I 
There are times when I want to respond and I can clearly hear the Holy Spirit say, mm, mm. just just a little, little low, shh, don't, just don't. And I've just learned to be obedient in that. Number one, because the Bible clearly says it is better to obey than to sacrifice. Yeah. Mm. And, um, I've just, I've just, I've learned to just obey that uh, because everything doesn't warrant my words. Everything doesn't warrant my response. Everything doesn't warrant my presence on it. So I just, you know, stand in that place of obedience. And this is what I've noticed in that. This is what I love about the God we serve. I will get an opportunity. Wow. Yes. And when I get that opportunity, I've got a captive audience in front of the people that it needs to be said or in the place where it needs to be said and they're ready to receive it when it is released by God. And that was a game changer in my prayer life. I started praying differently. When you're struggling with people or you're struggling with situations or struggling to try to handle how do you verbally handle something, it was a game changer in my prayer life. I said, God, I will submit to not opening my mouth on this thing until you give me the platform. Because if you give me the platform, the words are going to come with it and their hearts are going to be open and ready to receive. And that, I just cannot tell you how valuable that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it is invaluable. There is no valuable value on it. Right. It is invaluable to me. Just, I've just... I just cannot tell you, I, I cannot articulate how that has been such a blessing just to me personally. April, I just adore you. You're so amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm so glad that you gave me this opportunity. And I, I'm so, so grateful great. for you. Yes. Yeah. This, this has been so, great. so good. Yeah. So good. I appreciate you so much. Yes, this has been awesome.